After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from Bayer. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. And as we start this interview here for the program, I want to go ahead and take a little portion from the New Yorker article that talked about how legalization changed about Humboldt County marijuana. So an isolated Northern California community, more than 40 years, the epicenter of cannabis farming in the United States was a region, has been a region of Northwestern California called the Emerald Triangle, the center intersection of Humboldt, Mendocino, Mendocino and Trinity Counties. Of these, Humboldt County is the most famous. And with that said, I get to speak with someone who has a name in itself, Humboldt Family Farms. And I'm with the founder of Humboldt Family Farms, Scott Bashling, here on Grassroots Marketing. Thanks for being on with us. My pleasure. So that kind of history, that kind of legacy that's upon you, uh, upon everyone, when it comes to what you're doing, uh, I want to go and ask you about the work that you do offering the world's best cannabis and brands from the legendary Humboldt County and talk to me about the whole idea of the legacy that is brought on. And does it feel like there's any kind of pressure because of the fact that, you know, it's like asking for wine from Napa Valley or asking for, you know, take what you want. It's that kind of reputation that's brought on and to live up to that reputation. Talk to me about that part and what is expected from someone like Humboldt Family Farms in that area? Certainly. And that and that's a great question. You know, um, Humboldt County and, and the farmers here in Humboldt uh, and the Emerald Triangle in general uh, have been uh, producing, you know, some of the best, highest end cannabis uh, in the world for generations. Uh, and I think that uh, kind of the vision of what I've always thought with Humboldt Family Farms is, um, you know, so many now with legalization, so many brands have come into our region um, and are uh, extracting product on a wholesale basis to use for their brands uh, without actually uh, re reeling it back to the authentic uh, farmers themselves. And so I think I, I saw a huge opportunity. You know, my, my family owns a farm to table style cafe. We've been working with many of these farmers curating the best fruits and vegetables for many, many years, for, for 20 plus years uh, from these farmers. Well, these farmers are also amazing cannabis farmers. And so the process of curating uh, products the same way when you go to a farmer's market, how you look for the best tomatoes or, you know, the best uh, fruits and vegetables that speak to you. You know, we've created fam Humboldt Family Farms simply as a platform uh, to elevate uh, some of the best of the best within Humboldt County and the farmers that have been here operating, uh, you know, deeply within the communities uh, and producing some really amazing strain genetics and products for multiple generations. And so uh, this collaboration of farmers, uh, we built this brand, Humboldt Family Farms Around, uh, simply to get product through the supply chain quicker, uh, fresher, and more efficiently uh, than, uh, you know, sitting on, on distribution shelves for months, months on end until it sells. And part of the thing too is that there's always, 
from what you grow on the farms there, it's also there's the expected varieties that, that people want to go and have when it comes to Maui Wowie, OG, Train Wreck, and Blue Dream, uh, grown and sold for decades before cannabis was even legal. And you saw those strains today when the likes of whole cannabis flowers, pre-rolled joints, and vape cartridges. If you can, uh, we let's put some people right over to the website already. It's going to do that. HumboldtFamilyFarms.com. H-U-M-B-O-L-D-T, unless you're not from California like I Maybe you might need the spelling. But uh, with that said, there's the products there for you. And the story uh, from the finest cannabis farmers like yourselves. Talk to me about, you know, some of the product line and what's really been the standouts from those that are local to you and those that come in and visit. Certainly. Uh, you know, some of these strains have been around for a long, long time. For example, uh, the Blue Dream, the Maui Wowie. Uh, you know, we, we chose things that the farmers really enjoy farming and has a history. I mean, the Blue Dream is the original F1 uh, Blue Dream cut uh, that was originally from Santa Cruz. We brought that onto the farm over 15 years ago. We've had it ever since. Uh, personally, I love that strong sativa Maui Wowie Blue Dream combo. So we decided to launch that blend because it's what myself as the farmer uh, really enjoys. And I'm, I've got a very active lifestyle. Uh, yeah. And and uh, so that that made sense. We also do some collaborations on uh, for example, the collaborative joint with uh, Newcomb Family Farms, Amy and Jock, um, are growing an amazing strain called Sapphire Sioux by Jesse Dodds, who is one of uh, the best uh, genetic uh, developers up here in Humboldt County. Uh, and so we took uh, that Sapphire Sioux and blended it with our OG, uh, an old school OG strain, because again, that's what Amy and some of these farmers are smoking personally on the farm. So it made sense to go ahead and launch those types of products um, to the people. And and uh, people are responding incredibly favorably towards some of these older genetics. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. You, when you think about this industry, uh, testing is a new phenomenon over the course of the last, you know, five, six, seven years. Before that, genetics were always bred for an experience versus a test result. And so, what we're doing is we're bringing the experience back through these products to the consumers um, to have a very positive experience with these products versus only trying to hit the highest THC. Um, we're doing some creative new projects. The, the, the products that we've launched currently um, is just the first wave. We recently launched our private reserve club with an Emerald Cup winning strain, uh, a wild berry pie, and a, the tart the tar uh, uh, golden tarp award-winning strain northern berry from nick over at full moon farms yeah. we also have a really cool project of starting to do some pure strain um uh hash infused pre-rolls and we're doing a pure wow. maui wowie and so that's a super exciting one followed up with a pure blue dream and so we're excited about the uh, the innovation the development of some of these strains and working with the farmers moving into this new season bringing some of these older genetics back into the supply chain uh, uh, the way it should be, which is for a specific experience to the consumer. Now, Scott, with California, I talk a lot about the market, but more specifically, I guess you could say for those that are mass producing cannabis, a lot of the multi-state operators, the bigger, large craft, uh, you know, what is not the, the craft uh, cannabis growers like yourselves, but we've talked to quite a few that have been in the Emerald, Emerald Tri Triangle or within and all the various methods that are growing and they're using, you know, say they're in Mount Shasta, they're using the, the melt of the ice to go ahead and, you know, the irrigate 
the plants and these things like that. And then even just uh, just earlier today, I had someone on talking about the original method of using, you know, ladybugs as a, as a natural insecticide for the plants to make sure it's kept organic and it's well done. I'm sure if I tell you, you know who that is, but I'm just saying uh, everybody has their own methods. But that's the thing where with California having such an illicit market and having those that want to go ahead and some people will not look to the legal market to go ahead and buy. But there's something about wanting to be able to get what you have because it's within the Emerald Triangle, within Humboldt County. Talk to me about the fact of, you know, if you feel like as a craft or cannabis grower, if you feel like you're growing something that kind of is withstanding that kind of market of people trying to go and get from you and not buying it outright. Right. Well, I, I think the importance of getting it through the supply chain quicker um, so that that product uh, is fresher for the consumer. And I'll give you a quick example. I think that that's one of the challenges with the current supply chain in California is that, um, you know, going to a traditional retail outlet, right? Like myself as a farmer, has to find a distro that I can sell my wholesale product to, then the distro has to sell it to a brand or manufacturer, then they have to sell it to their salespeople. Those salespeople have to sell it to the buyer at the retail, then the buyer has to sell the bud tender, then the bud tender has to sell the consumer. That supply chain takes a very long time, right? I mean, sometimes months and months. And so what we've done is we're going direct to consumer via humboldtfamilyfarms.com, where literally we can process product one week get it packaged the following week and delivered so it's available to the consumers on the third week. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, and so that product is a much higher quality product uh, being freshly processed and manufactured um, so it doesn't sit around and degrade over time. Uh, I think that's probably one of the key components. There's a variety of different aspects on the farm that people that are using that, that differentiate themselves. The farmers that we're currently working with come from multiple appellations within Humboldt County. There's all kinds of different microclimates within Humboldt County. And we've tried to extract some of those uh, uh, flavors and styles from each appellation into each of our products. Right. I want to ask one thing on the current events around that. For some reason, I don't know, Humboldt County has always been a little bit under, under fire and a little bit of things where government kind of wanted to go and intervene. I want to ask you about this from the time standard. Uh, they're talking about now a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about uh, that there's been a staff report and public comment on about a ballot initiative that could go up for vote and acting a slate of new permitting rules for cannabis farms and the Humboldt County board of supervisors voted to form an ad hoc committee to potentially change the initiative. They got signatures. It would eliminate mixed light and indoor farming, limit permits on the county can issue, cap farm size of 10,000 square feet, and allow only one cultivation permit to be issued per person, person or corporation. These kind of things going along, I don't know what's the, what the the onus or the modus operandi is why this is going on in Humboldt County. But it feels like, I mean, it's four decades later or whatnot, or more than that. And there's still, uh, you know, farmers like you are under attack. What can you tell me about what you've been hearing about this? And is this something that is a cause for concern? Yeah, you know, look, the, there's always going to be people that still have the reefer madness mindset. And oh, yeah. I think I think that this particular group of folks uh, were upset about uh, a, an operation that was in the approval process in their neighborhood. Um, you know, I, I don't know the specifics of, of that situation other than uh, I do know that that particular um, ballot initiative uh, 
it, there's a lot of misinformation that has been surrounding that. Right. And uh, we're starting to uh, work through that and negotiate that now. I mean, the, the initiative uh, originally was gathering signatures based on the save the small farms. Uh, and, you know, people, yeah. frankly, when they're signing some of these documents, don't read the full initiative. But what it essentially would do is eliminate you know, uh, the majority of the cannabis industry in Humboldt. I, I am not too concerned about that particular initiative for yeah. a variety of reasons. The county has come out uh, and they have stated all of the challenges that that would propose, as well as, you know, we're negotiating. We knew that this first ordinance wasn't perfect. And, you know, the operators that are in the legal regulated market are trying, for the most part, are absolutely trying to do the best thing. They're incorporating solar and water right. catchment. And, you know, they're working with the land and where they're cultivating. And I think that that's uh, not only mandated through uh, regulations, but I think that the craft farmers, especially that we're working with through Humboldt Family Farms, um, see it as a larger community. And I think that, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not too concerned with that. We have to clearly pay attention, but we have wonderful policy groups like the Humboldt County Growers Alliance, uh, HCGA uh, mm -hmm. in combination with the Origins Council, which is more on a statewide basis representing small craft farmers that are right. working diligently with the county uh, to address that that particular ordinance. But um, I personally am not too concerned uh, for our farmers that we're working with. That's good. Scott, I'll tell you this. This is where one of these things, and this goes across, I mean, every state. It's one of those things where, I mean, you know, it, it's understood to do things where you want to be environmentally conscious and friendly. Sustainability is very important. Compliance is extremely important. Keeping as organic and as true to the plant as possible when you pull it out and harvest to cultivate. It's all of that. But the thing is that there are also these other actors, without naming names, that want to go and do things where when you're doing the good thing and then somebody tells them on the idea, well, sign this because you're doing a good thing. But they're also being a little bit you know, they're being a little bit manipulative because they're not telling you the whole story. And these people that are signing these signatures, they're not paying attention and reading up as to what's going on in the neighborhood and the community they're in to go to the farms themselves and find out, look at how well this is being done. Look at the people that are behind this. Look at the real good works that are being done. And it's just, it sounds like it can be so easy for somebody to go and come in as a bad actor and manipulate and just try to just throw everything over it because they know people will be performative because they feel like guilt. They feel like, oh, we need to do something to make everything around us better. Well, California, you do them because it's who you are as a people. And as Humboldt County itself, you know, I'm, I'm glad that there are certain people that obviously in uh, positions of power, they understand that. So they understand, you know what, this is a, it's a dead on arrival. It's not going to be anything that's going to be affected and you're not worried about it. So I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to just take a minute there, feel free to go and comment. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I uh, you said it very clearly. I mean, I, there's always going to be challenges in this industry. There always has been, you know, it's a, it's an evolving uh, industry. It's a very new young industry. And uh, I think that, you know, there's a variety of challenges in any new industry and cannabis in particular, because of uh, the federal uh, challenges, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of bobbing and weaving. I think that, you know, my, the team that I built around Humboldt family farms have been pretty conservative over the course of the last few years. Once, uh, you know, uh, proposition came into effect with legalization and, and recreational. And so I think that, uh, there's a lot of really exciting opportunities 
that are starting to come to fruition, some uh, old school genetics that we're super excited to pull through the supply chain. Uh, and these partners are deeply involved in their communities on a variety of levels, whether that's volunteer fire departments, vegetable farming, you know, a whole variety, teaching, whole variety of things that, um, you know, these are the good actors and, uh, and we're a part of our communities and I'm thrilled to be able to present these products on behalf of our community through Humble Family Farms. But people need to be aware of that because there are those that are, are that have that they might think they're good intentions, but then they have to be paying attention to those that are actually doing. Remember, there's a difference between performative and active and actually being involved and actually doing the right thing. I hope people understand as we go along with this and, you know, progressing as an industry itself that, you know, there there's people that don't have the right intentions. They need to be pointed out and need to be keep an eye on there has to be an oversight on that part and people need to go and just realize we only want people that are really doing the work and actually getting their hands dirty and really are doing the right thing here instead of just saying well we need to do something because you know it's like some underlying factor we got to do something here because of whatever it is and it's like something you're never going to fix but create a situation which never has a resolution at the end of the day and then people can use that as an excuse for anything they want so it's a matter of what we can actually do with what we have. So in terms of the land that you have, the environment that you have, you're able to go and put out a great product and others in Humboldt County as well. But like I said, as this collective with Humboldt Family Farms, you're doing great product. You're doing craft. It's like, you know, you're doing with the best farmers there are. You're doing the great experience, a legendary experience. And not only do you do it, you know, you can have it where people can come in and find the products where they are get it delivered in California or go to the website, homeboltfamilyfarms.com. And real quickly, as we wrap things up, uh, best way to keep in touch with what's the latest going on with Humboldt family farms and any of the things that are coming up, say for 420, anything you want to also just share with us right now. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we've got, uh, we're continually updating our products. Like I mentioned earlier with the uh, infused, infused Maui Waui pre-roll, as well as we just released our private reserve club. Um, the easiest way to get updated uh, with all of the things that we're doing up here on behalf of our farmers uh, is go to our website, humblefamilyfarms.com and sign up with your email and you'll get updated on a regular basis of kind of what we're doing, new product releases um, and some of the exciting events that we're participating in. Uh, we do have a couple events coming up for 420. Uh, we're going to be doing some specials uh, and you know we're really tying in the music theme into uh, our cannabis products. You can go to our website. Um, each of our products has a Spotify playlist that you can listen to um, on or off, you know, uh, with the products. But we're trying to have fun with this. And, you know, we're really trying to reach, you know, people that care where their food comes from and where their products come from. Um, if you care, then you should absolutely go to Humboldt Family Farms, see what it is that we're doing and the farmers that we're working with, the legacy multi-generational farmers. Uh, and, uh, and please keep in touch via email and let us know if you've got suggestions we're open ears. We're, we're trying to do what's uh, what's best for not just our community, but the community of people that care where their products come from. There you go. So again, if you want to go reach out, it's HumboldtFamilyFarms.com. And Scott Vrashling's been here with us. Thanks again for taking to us. Really appreciate you telling us the story. My pleasure. Thank you.